0: Welcome back to the Not the Boss of Me podcast. In today's episode, I interview Denise and Carolyn, who work together at the One Campaign. Denise uh, worked for Carolyn as a designer, and um, I think what's interesting about this episode for all the designers out there who haven't had um, a good role model of what good leadership looks like will get a lot from this episode because I was so impressed at Carolyn's attentiveness as recalled by Denise's uh, stories, um, to the people that worked within her team. And I think what's very interesting and relevant about this episode is that this was a fully remote relationship. So Carolyn was based in DC, I think, and Denise was based in London. And yet Carolyn still made um, Denise feel uh, really part of the team and didn't feel left alone, um, as I know many... Uh, remote offices uh, can often feel when they're not attached to HQ and when there is a big time difference. So a lot to learn from this episode. And I think what's really fantastic about this is that Denise now has brought forward a lot of the management styles and leadership styles that um, she learned from Carolyn. And this is what gets me really excited about the work that I do, is that this kind of ripple effect of great leadership then does shift and, um, you know, create other leaders that then become other leaders that then motivate and inspire. And there's just just beautiful um, ripple effect. And that's how we are going to change the world for the better. So enjoy. I hope you get a lot from this. And um, yeah, let us know any feedback or questions you have for us. All right. I am here today with Carolyn and Denise, who are going to talk us through what it was like working together. So why don't you guys give us a little bit of context as to what the working relationship was, how you got to know each other and why you think this is a good or bad idea. (laughs) Okay,
1: so yeah, I'll start. Um, We worked together for about almost two years. I think Uh, Carolyn was my manager. So we worked for um, one campaign, which is a nonprofit. Um, So Carolyn lives in DC, well, near DC, and I live in London. So we, well, I guess I met her in my second interview, face-to-face, because she was in London. But um, apart from occasional visits to each country, we worked remotely. So we were part of the brand team. I was the designer and Carolyn was the brand director. But then I became a design manager, thanks to her as well. The rest is history. Gosh. Yeah, it was it was a crazy ride. So,
2: yeah, at the what we met at the one campaign as Denise said and um I w- moved into the global brand director and managed uh an amazing team of designers and brand producers across um g- across three different continents, North America, um Europe and Africa, and um we were in desperate need of a um new designer to come on board and um, once we had we had we had gone through you know how it goes we had gone through a bazillion resumes a bazillion portfolios and I was so excited when we finally got Denise's to come in, and then I wanted to be for me it's really important especially when you have a remote team it's really important to kind of get that face time when and if you can. And so i was in london doing a round of interviews and um after i had gotten to meet denise in person for the first time i was like oh thank goodness we finally found her <laughs> um and yeah and the rest is history and she's just oh gosh i miss denise i i no longer work One campaign and i can tell you i just so
0: so very much miss working with her every day uh. Exactly the same here. Um, Carolyn, when you had that, like, oh, my God, this is it. What about Denise really stood out? Like, how did you know?
2: I mean, I think that, like, well, first of all, she's just she's the most humble person in the world. But she's so freaking talented. And um, and she's incredibly resourceful. You know, oftentimes I'll have people talk through how they got to the end product or how, you know, kind of walk me through their process. She, and I found this too, she is literally one of the most resourceful people I've ever worked with. Um, And she's so proactive too. I think, you know, you can often teach and mentor people how to sharpen their craft and sharpen their skills, um, but you can't teach proactivity and you can't teach ambition. And Denise has that in spades. Um, And so, yeah, it was just, it was just a
0: big aha. And um, she was just an amazing addition to the team. And Denise, what stood out to you as as a manager? Because I know you were very quick to respond to my call out looking for <laughs> volunteers to be guests, and you're like, "I can do this." Um, why, you know, like why did, did Carolyn have such an impact on you um, as your manager?
1: Because I've always, I guess, had kind of problems with like self confidence, and I was a freelancer before um, this job. By the way, I was a freelancer for like ten years, and then. Oh, wow. Year, uh, my first full-time job um so I was definitely looking for something more permanent and I was I guess looking for a non-profit but I think yeah even in our first interview with Carolyn which was um like through virtual conference um even then it was just so comfortable to talk to her she made it so easy because interviews are like nervous but she made it so easy. And I think that, like throughout the whole time we worked together because she, um, I guess, showed her appreciation and support so much that it made me feel comfortable and confident as well. Like she was just so encouraging at, about everything. And mm-hmm. um, I think, and also like without putting any pressure in the end product or result as well, which is a good, like a tricky balance, I think. So she was always encouraging, but like, there was
0: no, yeah, I don't know. It just felt really, it just felt really easy to work with her. And support it. And Carolyn, is that an intentional, um, is it intentional on on your part or is it something that comes naturally to you?
2: I mean, yeah, I guess so. I think, look, I think, you know, you often kind of, you, you know what, there's no playbook on how to be a manager. Um, you don't, you kind of learn it organically, quite frankly. I, you know, grew up from the design school and I was a designer myself. I started my career as a designer. And I think along the way, you learn all the things that um, you really love in a manager and the things you don't love in a manager. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that's kind of like this, the, your schooling and management for better or for worse, quite frankly. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I think with designers and, and, and in, in general, just design and creative work, um, you're putting so much of your heart and soul into what you do every day, and it's you're putting so much of yourself into that work, um, and so it, that needs to be protected a little bit, right? Like um, you don't want to make people's work feel un- undervalued or under or underappreciated, especially when you know there's just so much of someone that goes into the work that they do. So yeah, I think I think it's a massive role as being a manager to give people the tools they need to succeed and to do well um, and to give them the space to do it. Um, I think for all designers and for all creative folks, the gift of time is like like solid gold (laughs) and we don't always have it, but I always try to encourage to make best use of it when you can Um, and to color outside the box and to try new things. I think it's just important not only for Whatever deliverable or what end result, like you're, the work is always going to be there, right? But there's the growth of an individual is really important too.
0: I love that. And it's so true. Like even I think if there was a playbook, we probably wouldn't read it and we only learn until we do. Um, or, or like you said, learn what not to do by experiencing it through others. So I hadn't realized that you guys were in a remote situation and that's become very timely. COVID, and a lot of people are learning how to be a remote manager for the first time, and a lot of people are learning how to be a remote employee for the first time. What kind of, and I know this wasn't on our <laughs> our pre-question list, but I'm really curious to know because I think a lot of people would be keen to hear, how did that work? And especially with the time zones, like that can be a real nightmare. You lose half a day um, between uh, London and um, East Coast any kind of top tips or, or kind of experiences that, that you would want to impart to others that are doing this for the first time?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll start, but D chime in because I feel like there's things on both sides of the house that have to happen to work for it to work really well. And look, when I started at one, it was certainly a first for me as well, both the remote management and all the different time zones, right? Like there it's a double whammy Um, and you really, there's two key things it's communication, 100%. Um, and, um, you know, I think the other one is just recognizing and organizing how to organize your day. Right. Um, you know, I would wake up in the morning here in DC, I would have a slew of inbox already from, um, Africa and Europe offices. And my morning was dedicated to, um. To, those, to that time zone, and then I would shift over to the US in the afternoon. Um, that requires, as you can imagine, like a great deal of just like setting stakes in the sand and setting some parameters around your day, which is easier said than done. Um, but communication is the other huge one, right? We would make sure that we were doing all of our team-related gatherings and meetups in the mornings um, to accommodate schedules. Um, and you know we would have one-on-one chats quite frequently And not only that, too, because you hate to bog down. I think the biggest thing, too, is bogging down um, calendars. Oh, my goodness. As you can imagine, I mean, everyone is fighting this, the burnt, like the calendar burnout and like the meeting after meeting after meeting. Right. Because you lose that organic touch of just yelling across the room to somebody. (laughs) And so so, um, Slack is a was a huge tool for us. Right. It's making sure you leverage all the tools in your toolbox. And Slack was huge for us. We all as a team just communicated really, really well. Um, and Slack was a huge one too. We were able to do our quick hit answers. Um, and when we and when you can, you can start to recognize um, when it's a more complicated solution than just a quick typing out, then you just hop on the call or hop on the phone right away, just do a quick Slack call and just get the answers you need so you can move forward. Um, but it's knowing when to raise your hand, knowing when to give people time to go crunch away um, and it's kind of, it, honestly, it, it involves a lot of intuition.
1: <laughs> so, because I'm kind of experiencing this on the other side as well. So, because we hired a junior designer, um, just before like two day, two um, weeks before lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, well, I mean, anytime I don't know what to do. I try to model Carolyn's behavior. I think. Or, <laughs> oh. <laughs> But, yeah, I think with Carolyn and, and with our team at the time, I think, yeah, we just communicated so well and, like, not even just work stuff, to be honest. We just, yeah, like, just really enjoyed each other's company, I think, as a team. we. Still do. It is really tricky to find the right balance between, like, over-communication as well. I mean, because, yeah, that's kind of what I keep thinking now because I with the junior designers especially, like it would have been better to be in the same office space because I don't want to just keep checking on her. (laughs) But yeah, I'm trying to model Carolyn's behavior in that, like with the trust and yeah, I guess intuition as well. I try to predict what um, questions people might have
0: and also not
1: overload them with messages so that
0: they can do their work as well. So important to like, I mean, also note to self, um, give people the space to do the work and uh, instead of just checking in and communicating all the time. Um, I'm curious to know what, like, what was a big learning that you each had personally um, through working together? For me, it was, like guess, learning about
1: myself and what I'm capable of when I have the right conditions. Because I felt supported and appreciated, I was able to step up and uh, be more proactive. Like even like agreeing to do this podcast, like <laughs> I wouldn't normally do, but I knew that if it's with Carolyn, it'll be fine. Before, when I was a freelancer, the clients I worked with, they there was a lot of micromanagement, um, and well, just not great management in general, to be honest. But with Carolyn, I saw that you don't have to do that. You can, yeah, just let people do their thing and they will do the right thing. And um, yeah, I remember like at first being surprised that she wasn't asking more questions or like doing more changes on stuff I would do (laughs) because that's what I had experienced before. Yeah, then I learned that, that you don't need to do that at all. I mean, when people know that they are responsible and they're being trusted, they do the right thing anyway, I think.
2: Yeah, I think accountability is a huge one, right? And I've learned that one the hard way myself. I think, yeah, I mean, I think I'm just, I'm thinking about in particular, like I will, um, I'm very much a person who will grab a shovel and dig in and dive in when like the work needs to get done. I don't like people to feel like they're an island and I want to make sure that everyone's kind of all hands on deck when they need to be. Um, That also can burn you out though, too. Uh, my personal struggle is burnout. Um, I've coped with that for a long time and I still don't have it navigated and to be completely honest. <laughs> right. And I think a big part of that too is, is placing trust in your teammates, um, to do, to do their work and to help you, um, with Denise, I, I was very swamped and underwater before Denise had come on at the one campaign and, um, she just came in and she was just magical. Like the pro she's like not giving herself enough credit. She was m- like crazy proactive and being like, well, let me take that off of your plate. And I'm like, wow, because <laughs> mm. so cool. um, it's usually the other way around. I'm trying to like get carve out time for other folks that, you know, you don't do it for yourself. Um, and you know, Denise did that so often for me. She would just make sure. I mean, it was like, yeah, it's a team. It's a total team effort. Like everybody comes to the table with different skill sets and different strengths. And if you know what those are amongst your team members, then like really leverage that, right? Like when if something comes in, say, okay, let's figure out how to divide and conquer this work using our skill sets and, you know, together you can
0: accomplish it and just
2: make each other's workloads and lives a lot easier and better.
0: That's awesome. and I think, you know, I don't know chicken or the egg, but like the fact that Denise was so proactive enabled you to like default to trust quite quickly, which gave her that autonomy. Anyways, it's so cool. And I think what's coming out for me is, Denise, I know so many people who have never had a Carolyn in their lives and they think that what you experienced as a freelancer is normal and accepted as normal. But it's actually like the Carolyn's of the world that will shift the pattern and means that you now have a a new kind of playbook to lean on that then will give other people that you manage the right example of what leadership management actually looks like.
1: Yeah. And uh, like since becoming a design manager, I did like lots of um, like LinkedIn courses on management and stuff. And every time like I see stuff, I just keep thinking, yep, that's exactly what Carolyn would do. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: My- <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Do you guys have a favorite memory and it doesn't have to be a positive like we had someone who kind of, you know, had a, they had a really challenging um, moment that stood out. So, but it, it could be positive or it could be a, a challenge, but is there a favorite memory or situation that stands out when you think back um, to the times that you guys worked together?
2: Well, I mean, I have, I have a couple, I mean, like, look, there's no doubt about it. We were just, it's so hard to find people that you just genuinely like love as human beings outside of just your working relationship. And so, like I said, I mean, knowing that we were, um, working remotely often and, and kind of in different offices, different time zones, the opportunities where we did have to have to be together, um, were just so much fun because we just had such, we developed such like a good personal relationship outside of it. If you can learn how to work with someone remotely, it will exponentially be that much more fun when you're in person and together. Mm -hmm. Um, We would go to um, the wing for the afternoon together. um, And there was like a a small group of us, of little gal gal pals that we would go sit at our wing in the afternoon and do our work. We might not even be working on the same projects together, but just being able to like look across the table, ping ideas off of each other um and just genuinely enjoy each other's company while working it's just such a fond memory it's just it's a hard it's like a precious little thing and it's hard to find amongst coworkers i feel like and then i think a second one too on the project side of things is we undertook re uh, refreshing the entire brand for the one campaign <laughs> which is just a massive undertaking um to kind of rebrand not only you know this organization, but for the entire globe, right? It's a global organization and you have so many nuances and things to think about. And it was just, it was a really long, arduous process, but you know what? I think when we got to the end of that thing, we were just so proud because blood, sweat and tears of every single team member went into that. And Denise really led the charge on a lot of fronts there And I'm just—I'm still to this day. I look at that project, and and it's got Dee's work all over it, um, and it's got her stamp all over it. And um, I'm still so immensely proud of it,
1: and so should Denise. Yeah, that was actually one of the things I was gonna say because you had—well, when the day we were launching the new brand, you had sent flowers to, well, me and the other designer. That was so amazing, just like receiving flowers, and I didn't expect it at all, like because this was, I guess quite like not too long after I had joined one so like my experience was so horrible before that like being appreciated like that was yeah it was amazing and we threw you into that too so I think
2: we were a little, sort of underway at least the front the beginnings of it and then Denise came on and we just like you know like vomited this project all over <laughs> we're just like <laughs> help us figure this out and she just Again, I think that was – we talked about, like, the productivity and stuff. She just jumped right in. Again, it's the whole, like, my my horrible analogy. She just, like, grabbed a shovel and we all started digging.
0: Mm. It's amazing how those kind of intense projects do, it, it, like, in the best possible t- scenario, really bring people together. Um, even though they're, like, ugly and intense and you just want to get out of it. It's such this strong feeling of camaraderie and um, support and where I think I've seen, you know, high-performing teams really come to life is when you're in the middle of those
2: ugly projects. I think that's totally, totally true.
0: Yeah. Um, I also, I just love the flower idea. Like it's these little things, um, you know, that I think we can sometimes get too busy to think about. So amazing that, you know, you've got that top of mind, Carolyn. I guess, especially because we weren't in the same country,
1: <laughs> it went
0: even more. Yeah, man. But Google's
2: great. Oh, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> have the things I've googled over the years. I'm like, how flowers <laughs> to the London office? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's so. I think a lot, like you know, especially working with a lot of agencies, they're always focusing on, you know, surprise and delight our clients. But the same principles should apply to your employees too, if not more. I just totally agree. I just yes. Look, you're always going to have you the clients that you're working for.
2: I mean, I've moved m- my, myself back into the agency world now. And yes, you're always in service of the clients or in service of your brand or in service of your mission, whatever it may be, um, which is all well and good. And it gets everyone rallied behind a common cause. But the reality is, if you're not taking care of each other, um, then, you know, you're just not going to get a good end product. And, you know, so it's it's just I think it's the the health and well-being of a team internally is, I, I agree, just more more important sometimes
0: um, so that you can ultimately make better stuff. Definitely. Okay. To close up, I mean, it's just such a joy to listen to these positive um, experience. Cause a lot of my job is hearing about the negative side. So it's just really great to hear this and to get um, examples out there and also to hear the impact that they have. Um, as a closing question, what piece of advice would you give each other as you move forward into your careers
1: you've already talked about burnout Carolyn. so yeah
0: take a break
1: <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> like i remember Carolyn had really bad pneumonia and she still came to london for like three days for i don't know some meeting yeah Just, yeah take care
2: of <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes, I know it's a struggle. I think, I think my advice Denise is, you are just a freaking star. You're not only like brilliant at the, all the design, the design work you do shows, tell you know, kind of speaks for itself. But I think you know, I've just so enjoyed, especially kind of from afar, watching you continue to take on management and continue to grow in your role. I mean, you can. It sounds so cliche, but you can literally do whatever you want to do in your future. Um, that path is just wide freaking open for you. Um, and I have no doubt. I mean, here we are, we're, it's what, what been like, I don't know, six months since, since I've left. Um, it feels like an eternity and, um, a blur at the same time, but I have every confidence and I know that Denise and I will be in touch forever and ever too. Um, because watching her career grow is just hugely important to me too. It's that, that's a, that's a, like watching her continued growth makes me feel like, I am doing something right too, right? Like there's there's like I'm I'm most proud of watching her growth.
0: No, yeah, thank you. Amazing. Well, thank you both so much for your time today. It's been amazing to hear and inspiring. It's given me some some thoughts um on how to manage my own team um and also to manage <laughs> the overwork thing. Yeah. yeah. When when we crack that one, we'll have to do it again. I so haven't done that yet, but we'll get there. When we, when we crack that one, we'll be retired. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but yeah, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really great hearing both of your, your stories, and I wish you all the best of luck going forward. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jillian.